Well, welcome to MO Forum, and I'm delighted to have uh, Brad Kalskoff uh, with us. Brad uh, has been voted the Young Small Business Ambassador of the Year, and he set up uh, the Hub Australia, and this is really about the future, just as MO Forum is about the future, and I just would like to welcome you to the program. Brad, very and, much. and Great, also to ask you to kick it off, uh, why did you establish Hub Australia? Okay, so I guess uh, the um, I guess the real reason with these things, you don't really set out with a, a big official goal. Yeah. Um, you know, I found myself um, uh, swept away by the Hub when I was uh, living and uh, studying in Madrid, mm -hmm. um, and actually helped a team establish a Hub Madrid. Right, and I guess it was more the the culture of the hub um, that got me there, you know, a new way of working. I've always been in small business and, uh, you know, one of the things that was always hard with small business is that, um, you know, each day was the same. Yeah. You're only surrounded by sure. a few different people. Whereas though, when you come into the hub every day, it's a new day. Um, you're surrounded by different people doing yeah. different things. Um, one of our key things with the hub is having a, a real diversity of different um members and businesses mm -hmm. um, so every day I could be surrounded by you know people from 20 other industry disciplines and yeah. from all different ages and all different so you get that cross fertilization of ideas you, you, and experiences you, you you do you get the you get the the, the cross pollination yeah um, there's constant uh, chances for serendipity and also you're just constantly motivated we're in favor of serendipity we, we like it um, <laughs> serendipity Serendipity uh, it gets the big thumbs up, but um, how much of it is physical, yeah, uh, Brad, and how much is virtual? Um, look, so technology's enabled us to be able to communicate in many new, different ways. Um, but you know, when it comes down to how we do business, it's always got a lot to do with trust. Um, and you know, there's still no better way to yeah. build that trust up than through a. Um, you know, through a, a shared learning experience yes. or working on something together or even just a social um, yeah. e e experience. Uh, so it's almost like the, the hubs are a physical social network. Yes. Um, one of the things that we have found with the hub, you know, on any given day at Hub Melbourne, Sydney or Adelaide, more of our members are not at the hub. Mm -hmm, so right. when we've been setting up the, the hub, we've really recognised the importance there that um, it's both the physical, but then also complementing that with all of these online uh, yes. virtual networks. So do you, really do you need the initial contact and some ongoing contact to be physical because otherwise um, you are just dealing with people you've not met, is that right? Yeah, and I, I guess um, there's this interesting statistic that came out of um, Deloitte a little bit ago where you know, with all the technology that we've got these days, why is it that uh, business air travel just keeps on increasing yeah and you know ultimately we've now just got so many more connections that we have in our networks and so in order to better um, foster and cultivate those connections we still need to meet face to face it's a bit of an <laughs> irony isn't it, it is. <laughs> you know with the online world you're actually traveling more because the size more. of the network is expanding all the time spot on in fact there's this a book that I think was written before the internet and it was uh, it's called the global brain and uh, it, it compares the internet with the human brain, that we human beings are trying to build another one which is global, yeah. 
yeah. uh, with all the synapses being the sorts of people that you're there. talking about and the downloading of information and people with all these different ideas contributing to a you know a great bol a body of knowledge. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. It, 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 it is. Yeah, um, I was talking to this um, neuroscientist and he said, yes, but Craig, the human brain's been developing for millions of years and it is far more sophisticated than any of these technologies still. <laughs> well, the internet in 40 million years. Yeah, that's right. It could be anything. It could be anything. Uh, yeah, so typically, Brad, how many uh, people would be physically together uh, in the hub in Melbourne? So, uh, so I guess at the moment, uh, the hub in Melbourne's about 600 metres squared. Right. Um, you know, we normally go on about a, a chair for every four or five metres. Uh -huh. So you know, at, at any one given time in the hub, there's probably about 150 people. Well, that's a lot, isn't um, it? it? It is a yeah. lot. Like there, there's actually, and we have actually find that um, you know, when we had significantly smaller spaces, you were kind of missing that critical mass yeah. of uh, different people doing different things and, and, and I guess a, an intensity of activity. Yeah, I see. Um, so, you know, at the hub, um, you know, one of the uh, most misunderstood things are 50% of our members don't work from the space. They see hub as a learning community okay, where they so come along for yeah, all the, the learning, interaction networking and, events. Yeah, yeah. Um, so because we concentrate a lot on that, we create a lot of activity where the reason people come into the hub is not just to sit down with their laptop computer or, or, or to have a meeting. Yeah. Um, there's, there's many other different ways to, to, to interact. And do they um, break into like pub hubs where they've got their own little groups? Yeah, yeah, that does happen. You know, um, humans are still humans. They're yep. pretty tribal and you, and, you, and you do bump in, you do tend to... Um, you know, congregate yes. with, with, with people that you know. Um, but because of the different learning opportunities, you know, what, what we have really realised is that um, you know, whilst a person might be in a certain industry or a certain company, the person is much more than that company and yes. much more than that industry. And it may not be their company or industry for life either. It, it, yeah, and it may also be that, okay, maybe we're not connecting um, because we both do marketing. Maybe we're connecting because um, you know we're both part of the Hub Run Club, yeah, or the, yeah. actually the Hub Technology Club. Right. That might be the reason that we actually find yeah. a, find a way to connect. So um, your proposition, and it sounds like your experience, is that by getting people physically together, but using online technology as an enabler, you get uh, a greater number of ideas, more and more imagination and more expression of that imagination. You do. I, I guess one of the key things to mention here that we, you know, we're kind of known for at the Hub is how we host the spaces. Mm -hmm. So at the Hub we have space hosts and, and, and uh, learning curators and community catalysts. I see. That's our staff. Yeah. And you know, these are full-time people where you know they're not so much there to get you get you a coffee or mm. do your admin they're actually there to get you connections yeah and it's through creating that culture of connection that's how we really um that's how we create that culture um of collaboration okay. in, in, in the hub and so if you've got this sort of um, technology and 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 organization it actually sounds to me a bit like a university in the sense that uh, universities are designed to bring people together. A lot of talk about exclusively online universities, but a bit of an old-fashioned view is that getting people together to argue things out and throw 
ideas in without feeling intimidated about, you know, that maybe they're a bit out there, a bit wild as an idea, is a good thing. And universities traditionally have done that, but a lot of the best work of universities has been at the coffee shops, at, you know, and the refectory and so on, even at the bar. Uh, where people just have a yak and, and shoot the breeze. Is that what happens yeah, at the I hub? guess, you know, the typical example is, you know, the old coffee houses in, 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 in London. And oh, yeah. But, you know, I guess, yes, it is old-fashioned, but it's also the new fashion. Mm -hmm. You know, this is uh, this is a constant requirement for us to, uh, more than ever, yeah. to be, um, you know, tossing ideas around, sure. constantly iterating on them bit by bit, yeah. and, you know, it's often called the slow burn. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, when we get those um, uh, different ideas and different people and different learning, I mean, over time, you come up with more innovation on the other side. Um, and, you know, I think that when we look at, um, you know, Australia and how it can actually um, uh, be uh, much more uh, productive in the future, I think that there's some elements from, um, from co-working and from work hubs that could actually be implemented um, in suburban and regional Australia. Yes, I wanted to come to that because um, we all know about, for example, traffic congestion. We all know that um, our school system actually was built on a factory system all those years ago, that, that the timing of kids going to school coincided with the timing of their parents going to do factory shifts. Uh, this sort of approach can break that down really maybe the aspiration to have that broken down has been around for 20 years where people talk about telecommuting. Yep. But yep. what you seem to be doing is combining telecommuting with the physical, physical. interaction. Yeah, so I, I think that there's a, a huge opportunity uh, that Australia has to actually locate work hubs close to where people live. Yeah, there's no um, reason for them to be in the central business district, There, there, there really isn't. And you, and, you know, we've got a really big country yeah. um, where we're very distributed. You reckon we could squeeze a few hubs in? I think we could. <laughs> I think we could actually squeeze a few hundred of them in yeah. so that um, a work hub actually became uh, part of the local community where people were able to choose when they work. They were able to work around their kids. They were able to work around other commitments. Um, you know, besides the congestion side of things, uh, you know, workforce participation is off-cited as, you know, one of, one of the only things that we can really do to remain product, uh, productive. Yeah, well, there's a, keep our budgets that's right. Balances there's the three Ps. There's um, population and that's ageing. Uh, and then there's participation and productivity. And if we can get more participation through flexible working, yeah. then that helps us deal with the challenge Absolutely. of an aging population. Absolutely. I mean, right. We do want an aging population because people want to live longer, but it does present challenges. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And, I, and I guess, uh, you know, with those challenges, there's some opportunities there where I also see that um, You've got this tremendous amount of knowledge capital in the diversity of people that live in our in our suburbs. Yes. So how we can actually be tapping into that knowledge and then also connecting everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got so many people that they're essentially in our, um, you know, in or out of suburban areas. And how do we connect yeah. all of those yeah. pockets no, it's, up? It's a brilliant concept. Um, I think we can have that through a, a, a national network. Yeah. Of, of, of work hubs. Yeah. So going back to those two Ps, participation, 
means that can go up because of the, more, the greater flexibility uh, that the hub uh, offers. And as you say, people can work around their children and, and so on. The other one is productivity. And that's about, in the 21st century, in developed countries in particular, new ideas. Yep. And so you're ticking two of the three Ps, the two Ps that are needed to deal with the challenge of the third P, population yeah. ageing. Yep. What are the parallels or similarities, if any, with the much bigger Silicon Valley in the United States? Is oh, there... look, uh, y yes, there are similarities in that, um, you know, Silicon Valley, I guess, is a concentration yeah. of... It brings um, people together. Of, yeah. of entrepreneurial... Um, uh, culture and capital and, and, and creativity and, and, as well. And creativity yeah. and, and, it, and it all comes together um, in, in in Silicon Valley. I guess one of the things that I often talk about is that I don't think Australia should necessarily be thinking, oh, we need to create a Silicon no, Valley. No, I agree with that. Um, you know, for people who have lived in um, Silicon Valley and spent some time there, you know, there's a very unique set of factors and mm. culture and everything yeah. that goes into, the, into that place. What I really think we need to be figuring out is, you know, what is Australia's specialty? You know, what is it? What's our particular flavour yeah. uh, going to be? And, and, and you know, we were, we were doing a presentation last night at ANU and, you know, talking about, um, you know, high value service industries and, and you know, how we could be looking at um, uh, resources, agriculture, um, exactly. health, yeah. tourism. Right up my alley, you know, this would have been arguing are, about. Things, things that we really do have a a claim to actually, we're really good at that. We're good at them, but we're not a low-wage country and we shouldn't seek to compete by cutting our wages. If we can lift our knowledge and our skills and our imagination, that gives us the competitive advantage rather than wage costs. Exactly. Mm. And I think that's very much uh, the future of thinking, uh, particularly on the progressive side of thinking, the solution is not always to cut wages. You know, you can be more imaginative than... I've got a great idea. Let's cut wages. And and you know, if we want to be saying that we're ultimately a country that can differentiate ourselves and be effective um, by um, uh, through providing high value services to the world, yeah. Then what then is the most important asset? It's our talent. That's right. And currently, our talent is working in a very distributed fashion. Exactly. Even yeah. our big cities of Melbourne and Sydney, which are granted big cities. But we've still spread the four to five million people over a greater geographical area than almost any other cities do. That's anywhere, right. Anywhere I, in the I world. think we're the most highly urbanised <laughs> in the world on on a and we've got a continent to ourselves. But we, we, everyone wants to be near the water. Near well, the we also, we also um, uh, uh, grew when the car was already in existence. So, yeah. you know, we had these cars yeah. and we had the ability to sprawl. To, yeah, and to so sprawl we did. And then reconnect. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, how we actually reconnect uh, the talent mm. and create an innovative culture there, that's how I think that we're going to be able to uh, offer those high-value services. In some other models, uh, there's been a physical co-location of people who are imaginative with businesses um, and universities. Mm. So it's, it's, but it's big, you see. Mm. And what, I think what you're on about as small can be beautiful in that you don't have to have a university campus right next door or yeah. three or four really big businesses. Look, there's a bit of a, there's a yes, it's a yes and. Mm. <laughs> uh, one of the things that we have started to see is that, uh, you know, the emergence of 
specialised spaces, you know, most often the, the technology-based or the creative-based um, work hub. Yeah. Um, you know, hub's always been on the diversity tip, but, uh, you know, in countries like the Netherlands, we're also starting to see clustering okay. where, you know, you'll, you'll specify a, a, an actual industry and, and, you know, many different um, work hubs will open up yeah. um, in, a, in a certain geographical area. Yeah. Um, I think that there is an opportunity here where we could be looking like, right, okay, we've got, a, we've got um, Australia as a country. How do we set up these things for maximum productivity and maximum bang? So you, could you have, for example, and I'm thinking into the future, an agribusiness uh, hub or a tourism yeah, sure. hub and so on, yeah, and absolutely. then yeah, have them specialise? Um, and, you know, I'd love the idea that the agribusiness sat next to the tourism, sat next to the, yeah. to the resources. That, that, to me, would be great. And then you get that. Be great. You get, then you get the, the interaction, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, look, it's been fascinating talking right. with you. I know you've got more work to do. That's Thanks right. for coming to for, uh, the beautiful... Such a great location. Yeah, I thought we'd go wild and yeah. get out with the ducks and the geese and the... Well, actually, there are not many geese here, but there are swans. No, it's a good, yeah. good start to the day. Yeah, thanks yeah. very much. It's no, uh, very been much. a great pleasure having you on Cheers. MO Forum. Thanks, Brad. Thank you.